G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It is always good to draw the attention to those things that are unfolding in the nation of Israel because as Christian believers and recognising God's people are still the people of Israel, important to keep a tab or two on the developments that are going on in Israel and there are some very significant developments and Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines overnight to bring us the latest. Ron Ross, special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. That's a good word. Significant. It is significant. And uh, let's start with the major developments that are going on. And tomorrow there could be very, very big news. A new Israeli government likely to be announced tomorrow. And Benjamin Netanyahu's political team not in a rush to hand over just yet. What are the headlines saying? Uh, When asked about the transition, a source in the Prime Minister's office referred to Benjamin Netanyahu's remarks in Sunday's Likud faction meeting. The implication was that Netanyahu will fight to the very end, and the office is not yet getting ready to prepare for replacements. Netanyahu called on lawmakers in Yamina and New Hope parties, both right-wing parties in the likely coalition, he said, to vote against this government that endangers the state of Israel. He said it's late but not too late. Do the right thing and vote against the left-wing government. Bennett has yet to appoint his close advisers and allies to positions with, within the Prime Minister's office, such as Director General, Chief of Staff or Cabinet Secretary, so they've not requested transition meetings, said a source in Naftali Bennett's team. Understandably for all, this is a contentious time. And Ron, the change isn't in the likely handover tomorrow or the possibility of that. Last week, Israel elected a new president. What's the story here? Yeah, with last minute efforts to agree on a government still going on, Israeli lawmakers last week elected a new president, choosing Jewish agency chairman and former Labour Party leader Isaac Herzog to replace outgoing President Rivlin after seven years in office. Herzog, a seasoned parliamentary veteran with decades of experience in politics and statesmanship, promised to unite and heal the nation after learning of the result. He's the son of Israel's sixth president, Kaim Herzog. The 60-year-old Herzog will take office on July 9 and will serve as the nation's 11th head of state. Always interesting, isn't it, to find out what the religious leaders think of the political changes that are going on. The Jerusalem chief rabbi says there's a flood of insanity in this new government. What's the story here? Yeah, the religious community is not happy at all. Rabbi Shlomo Amar, the Sephardic chief rabbi of Jerusalem and former Sephardic chief rabbi of Israel, excoriated the incoming National Unity Government of Naftali Bennett and Yair Lapid, accusing it of planning to subdue yeshiva students and weaken the Haredi community in Israel. 
during his weekly lecture on Sunday, Rabbi Amar castigated the Plan government and the rotational power-sharing agreement between Bennett and Lapid. The situation with this government is a flood of insanity, a deluge of madness that we've never seen before. Each of them says, I will be in charge, and they want to subdue our tourist students, Rabbi Amar said. And I said the Haredi community should remain defiant and reject any conditions attached to state funding under the new government. And what if they won't give us funding? We don't need their funding. No, it is the Almighty who sustains us. We rely on him. Ron, let's turn our attention to the post-issues in the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians and some criticism of Mahmoud Abbas, the PLO leader, who's paid $54,000 to the family of the terrorist who murdered two Israelis. What's the story here? Yeah, the money was provided by the PA president Abbas. He said to complete the payment of the price of the family's house that was demolished by the IDF. The Palestinian Authority Governor of Ramallah and Albira Leila Ghanem handed over the money to the family of the terrorist Mohammed al-Halabi during a meeting on Sunday. On October the 3rd, 2015, Halabi, who was 19, attacked the Benita family near the Lion's Gate in Jerusalem as they were on their way to the Western Wall to pray. Halabi fatally stabbed Aaron Benita, the father of the family, and injured the mother Adele and their two-year-old son Matan. Nahemi Alavi, a resident who heard the screams, came to help, was also murdered, and his gun was taken by the terrorists who were shot dead by police. Interesting. Yeah, sure is. Uh, let's draw attention to a development in Europe where the German army has appointed a chief rabbi for the first time in a century, 76 years after the Holocaust. What's happening there? Rabbi Mordecai Eliezer Bala's appointment ceremony will take place in Leipzig in three weeks' time, according to reports this week. At least 10 other rabbis will also be appointed to positions in the German army. It's a great responsibility. We need to help all Jews in the army to live a Jewish life if they're looking for kosher food, if they're looking for opportunities to pray, Bala said. Germany budgeted 5 million euros to establish the army's new chief military rabbinate. The German army does not document the religious affiliations of its members, but according to estimates, it's about 300 Jews, 1,400 Muslims, and 94,000 Christians are in the Bundeswehr Armed Forces, a German media reported. And uh, just doubling back a little here, Ron, to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict for a few moments, because uh, we often, on this segment, uh, will talk about how uh, the idea of uh, manipulation of the media, of uh, propaganda, works uh, oftentimes in the propaganda machine that drives the Palestinian side of the conflict. But the New York Times published a photo of a girl who was killed by Israelis, uh, who incidentally was also killed by Israelis in 2017. How does all that happen? <laughs> Truth is stranger than fiction, but unfortunately fiction is more often published. I, this is why we need Christian media. It was supposed to be heartbreaking. On Friday, the New York Times published a front-page series of photos 
with the headline, they were just children, little Palestinian Arab children who had supposedly been murdered by the evil Israeli war machine during the last round of Hamas jihad attacks. But only problem was that one of the photos prominently featured on the top row was of a little girl who Palestinian Arab propagandists used this very same photo had reportedly murdered by the Israelis in January 2017. Might I just say, when I worked as a newsman in Israel, this was a very common occurrence. It was just the last example of the fact that Israel's atrocities are so many and so brazen that Palestinians have to fabricate evidence to prove them. And the establishment media is very keen to play along. The Times photo came just over a week after Palestinian Arabs on Twitter claimed that a photo of another little girl depicted the victim of an Israeli airstrike. It was actually a photo of a Russian child model who has never been anywhere near Gaza, but is still very much alive. So much for the news. Well, we don't like news of the death of any child at any time, but it does leave a sour taste in our mouth when we know that there is the use of children's images for propaganda purposes and particularly around such dreadful issues. Well, Ron Ross, always so good to get your insights. Thanks so much for clarifying a whole bunch of things that are going on in Israel today. I really appreciate you, and thanks so much for the update on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 